You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdet Nation and Houdet family? Welcome into another glorious Top 3 Thursday episode here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, whether you're listening on your favorite podcast provider or watching on YouTube, that we're here with you every single Monday through Friday, five days a week covering your New Orleans Saints. On today's episode, we're going to start things off with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, who are taking two vastly different approaches to the same quarterback competition, but is one approach better than the other? We'll discuss. Then we'll take a look for top three Thursday at some of the moments that I'm most looking forward to going into the 2021 season. So moments within the season once it kicks off, we'll kick that off for our top three Thursday as we do every Thursday here on Locked on Saints. And then we're going to wrap up with a quick look at seventh round draft pick and wide receiver Kawan Baker out of South Alabama and why he has a real chance to make the 53-man roster. As always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at CanalStreetChronicles.com and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL Podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. Get started with today's episode. One more shout out to our good friends over at the Peacock and Williamson NFL show, keeping you up to date with everything every Monday through Friday going on across the NFL. Check them out on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so here's the deal, right? When it comes down to it, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are smart to take two vastly different approaches this off season. And the reason why it's smart is because it may not be strategy. Let's be real. It might not be a strategy that they've both that they've both chosen to do this, right? It may not be strategy. It might just be personality. And in either case, it's smart. What better way to distinguish yourself than to simply distinguish yourself? And that's exactly what the both of these guys have been doing. If you look at Jameis Winston's approach, it's been very open and accessible. He's been posting stuff all over social media. You've sort of seen the progress of his offseason so far, doing a ton of different interviews and appearances. He showed up at uh, Dak Prescott's camp and had a conversation and talked to the kids that were there that were participating in that camp. He has been working out with high-profile trainers, spending time with Jay Glazer, who, of course, is a close personal friend of Sean Payton, also working with quarterback coach Todd Durkin out on the West Coast as well and doing interviews with him. He's been uh, working with Saints players all across the offseason. He's been flying receivers out, like Traquan Smith said in media availability on Wednesday. He flew Traquan Smith out to LA because they couldn't find an opportunity to connect with one another, either in uh, at one point, Traquan was in Tampa and he wrote to, to Jameis to say, hey, I'm in Tampa, you're around. And Jameis was like, no, nah, I'm in San Diego, but I'm going up to LA. And then he finally just flew him out to LA and played for, paid for his trip to come out so they could work together. Uh, Jameis also went on to highlight some of the players that he's been working with. Uh, he said, and I quote from media availability, uh, I've been able to work out with Traquan Smith, of course, a lot of guys I worked out with Adam Troutman, Nick Vanette, uh, Juwan Johnson, uh, Ty Montgomery, Marquez Calloway, Tony Jones Jr., a handful of guys. So his approach has been a very visible one. It's been out in the open. He's been posting it on social media. He's been utilizing his Instagram. He's been bringing other players in that are talking about him. Traquan Smith shared a story yesterday that I thought was fantastic, where he basically said that Jameis Winston told him that if Jameis Winston has the ball in his hand, Traquan should not stop running because Jameis can hit him 60, 70 yards down the field. 
That has been Jameis's approach. Jameis's approach matches his play style big. That's what he's been doing so far over the course of the offseason. Now, is that necessarily better than Taysom Hill's? Let's look at Taysom Hill's approach, which has been a lot quieter and a lot more to himself, close to the chest. He's been working out in Idaho, uh, preparing to be the starting quarterback. He mentioned that the conversations that he had with the team right after the season ended was come back ready to compete for the starting quarterback role. He says he has had no conversations about what his role is with the New Orleans Saints as the multifaceted, uh, multi-dimensional Swiss Army knife, let's say, if Jameis Winston wins. He's not focused on any of that. He's focused on becoming the next starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Now, media didn't even learn that he had been working out with players, with teammates in New Orleans for the last month until a couple of days ago when he met with the media. He has kept that very, very quiet. And even though he mentions that he's worked with teammates, he didn't specifically name the teammates that he worked with. So he's even keeping that kind of under wraps as well. No social media posts about his work. He shared some social media posts about spending time with his family, but nothing about him getting prepared, being in the gym, working out, throwing passes with other players, anything like that. Just keeping pretty quiet, but still making sure that he's getting the work in. It very much aligns with Taysom Hill's personality. Taysom Hill's personality is very much, I'm going to keep my head down, I'm going to get this work done, and I'm going to be ready to perform. This is the guy who basically said, put me in coach. And when Coach Payton asked him where, Taysom Hill basically said, yes. Now, that's not an actual story, but if I told you it was, you would believe me because that's who Taysom Hill is. Taysom Hill is going to put in the work to get where he wants to be. Now, both of these guys want the same thing, right? Even though they're taking two vastly different approaches to one another, they want the same thing. They both want to be the future starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints, not just for 2021. They want to be the franchise, the face of the franchise moving forward at the quarterback position. That's what they should want. Now, there's a competition of kindness. There's a competition between the two, but it's a composition competition of kindness. They've been very kind to one another. They have a lot of mutual respect for one another. He was asked, Taysom Hill was, if these guys are friends away from the competition. Taysom acknowledges like, look, yes, There's a competition happening here, but we care for one another. We support one another and and all of that. So you're you're seeing the camaraderie of the New Orleans Saints culture still run prevalent, even though they're going through the first quarterback battle that any of these players on the Saints roster have, uh, have been a part of with the New Orleans Saints. And for the organization, the first one in 20 years for Sean Payton, more than that. So you see all of this sort of becoming more public now. And that's going to be the key. This is all about to be out in the open once camp opens up. Neither of them are going to have a choice about what to share or what to hold back because it's going to be all over the place with camp. So is that where things begin to separate? Now, perhaps neither of these approaches are universally better than the other, but it seems likely that both appeal to, let's just say, different audiences, right? Some folks might appreciate the outward you know, trajectory of Jameis's approach. Others will appreciate the reserved approach that Taysom Hill has taken. And you have to imagine that the same sort of diversity of response and reaction is going to be present within the coaching staff as well. So this is going to be, uh, I always say this, a ton of fun <laughs> because I do think it's a ton of fun to watch how all of this uh, sort of pans out. So is one approach better than the other? Yes but it depends upon who you are about which one is better to you. And we'll see all of that pan out over the course of training camp. All right, 
Coming up next, we're going to dive into Top 3 Thursday, looking ahead to the 2021 season, the moments that I'm most looking forward to. We'll talk about that as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'm also looking forward to fantasy football and daily fantasy prizes. But the thing about it in competition, I'm not really about daily fantasy as it's being presented by some of those other companies out there. I'm about daily fantasy when it comes to Stat Hero, because Stat Hero gives you daily fantasy the way that it was supposed to be given to you. It gives you the opportunity to actually be able to utilize your skill, your method, and be able to compete with the ball in your court. You get to see the daily matchup that you're going to be going up against. You get to see the projected points. You get to choose your own lineup based upon the lineup that you're going against. It's not a mystery of 10,000 different lineups, probably more than that every week. It's one-on-one the way that daily fantasy sports should be, and it's all brought to you by Stat Hero. No one does it like Stat Hero. So make sure you go and check them out, stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving out 300% match on your first play. That's unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Yesterday, we got a YouTube comment from Crass4 who shouted out rockauto.com. I'm going to tell you a little bit about rockauto.com, but I'm going to read this directly from Crass4 and what he had to say. He approves of Rock Auto. Lots of quality parts and good prices, even for a Porsche guy like himself. And that's what we always want to tell you about our good friends over at rockauto.com, who you should go and check out for all of your auto parts and body parts needs. They have everything that you need, parts, pieces, accessories, whatever it is that you're looking for. And as Grass mentioned here, he's a Porsche guy. It doesn't matter what you drive. They have you covered. It's hard to find pieces for international cars and for certain vehicles of a certain date. Trust me, I have an old car myself that I absolutely love. And I don't want to get rid of, but because of rockauto.com, I don't have to because I'm able to get the parts that I need anytime I need to make any repairs. So if you're somebody that is looking to tune up your daily driver or if you're rebuilding a classic, go and check out rockauto.com. Put in your make, your model, your year. Let them know what part, piece, or accessory you need, and they'll give you a variety of options at great prices for that part, piece, or accessory. So go and check them out, rockauto.com. Don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you by writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section just below the shipping information at checkout. It's rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliable low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. All right, family, LSU baseball just keeps pushing, and they will not let Paul Maneri retire. To hear more about everything going on across all of the LSU sports programs, go and check out Locked on LSU, hosted by Matt Moscona, wherever you get your podcast, And, of course, check out Locked on Pelicans as well as the lottery gets nearer and nearer with Jake Madison, again, wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's go ahead and get started with our top three Thursday today. What I wanted to talk about was top three moments that can happen during the 2021 season, and that I think probably will happen during the 2021 season that I'm very much looking forward to. So let's start off with a sentimental one first. We'll go from three to one, the one that I'm looking forward to the most, three being one that I'm still very excited about. That's going to be Drew Brees leading a Houdat chant. It, it has to happen, right? Drew Brees retired last year or, or this offseason now, and as we move into 2021, we know that he's going to be spending some time in broadcast booths, NBC Sports calling the Notre Dame games. He'll be a part of that with Mike Tirico. So I'm looking forward to all of that for him, but I hope that he gets the opportunity to come back to New Orleans, be there pregame in the Superdome, and lead the Houdat chant 
with the fans who haven't been in the stadium since the playoffs of the 2019 season. So early in 2020, right? That horrible, horrible year. And so now as we roll into 2021, and it looks like we're going to have 100% capacity there and you know, all of these, these positive steps are being taken, it seems to me that the opportunity to bring back Drew Brees to do the Houdat chant is one that is unmissable, right? Like you can't pass that up. And you need to announce it early too, because fans are going to want to be a part of that as well. I mean, the Houdat chant before the games is such a huge, huge, huge staple and such a big part of getting the crowd ready. And I almost think it should be the very first game of the season against the Green Bay Packers because the Houdat chant hasn't been able to really be led with 70,000 plus fans since that last playoff game at home in 2020, right? Early 2020. And so I think you do it right off the bat. I think you bring Drew Brees out, but maybe you save it. I don't know. Like maybe I'm getting a little bit too sentimental around it, but either way, either way, no matter what, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to. And I hope he gets the opportunity to do it sooner rather than later. All right. Um, for number two here, I kind of have an either or, right? Because it, it's going to depend upon who the starting quarterback is. Either Jameis Winston, if he wins the starting quarterback role, getting a chance to throw another touchdown against his former team on Halloween night. That is one of those sentences that you feel like should have stopped like three or four times before it ended. But it's just that's how many different factors are <laughs> alive in that particular situation, right? Haunting your former team on Halloween night, yes, very much pun intended, that is too good an opportunity to miss, and that is too good a moment to not be looking forward to should it happen. That's assuming that Jameis Winston wins the quarterback competition. If he does not and Taysom Hill does, then I'm also very much looking forward to Taysom Hill getting the opportunity to again outperform Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan going up against the Falcons. Taysom Hill outperformed Matt Ryan in both matchups last year up against Atlanta, the one at home and the one in Georgia. And I think he can do it again because Atlanta's defense, unless they use some of the money that they're going to have left after signing their rookie class, unless they're able to really go out there and make an impact signing or two or three, perhaps, I just don't really have a lot of faith in Atlanta's defense. And Atlanta is probably the team that Taysom is most familiar with, not just at the quarterback position, but as a whole in terms of how many game plan preparations he's been a part of. Uh, in his Swiss Army knife role, and then now two games last year at quarterback going up against that defense. And I don't expect a lot to be able to really change uh, going into 2021 for Atlanta over on that side of the ball. So Taysom getting the opportunity to outperform Matt Ryan, Jameis Winston getting an opportunity to throw a touchdown against his former team on Halloween night at home in the Big Easy. It's all just too good. It's all just too good. So that either or for those is number two. Number one, very simple for me. Uh, the first touchdown of the season with fans in the stands. Um, this is something I've really, really been thinking about a lot lately. And y'all know how excited I am about fans being back in the Superdome and, and getting the Houdat Nation back to be a part of the games and affecting games. But that moment that, you know, somebody in the black and gold or white and black or white and gold, whatever they're wearing to open up the season, right? Maybe, maybe they open up with color rush immediately. I don't know, but I don't know if they even can. But when it comes down to that first touchdown in the Superdome, the first time that somebody in a Saints uniform crosses the goal line and puts points on the board, I expect very much the Houdat Nation is going to go absolutely wild. And I thought about this even more here recently because during the NBA playoffs, there was this fantastic moment at the Wells Fargo Arena in Philadelphia where the fans went nuts over free Frosties being given to everyone in attendance because a Hawks player missed 
both of their free throws. I, I guess it's a thing that they do. They went absolutely nuts for this. I mean, huge response. And of course, that is a, you know, audience that is maybe at best a fifth of what you're going to have in New Orleans in terms of the size. Maybe, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, let's say a quarter at best, but it doesn't hold a candle <laughs> to what the Houdat Nation is going to feel like it, when they lose their mind over the first touchdown of the season. I, I just can't wait for that moment. It feels like one of those moments that is going to like Mike Tirico when Steve Gleason blocked the punt and it was recovered in the end zone and they scored that first touchdown back in New Orleans. Mike Tirico told everybody to hush in the booth while he was calling the game. He kind of did like this. And he, well, you, sorry for those of you that are listening to the podcast, he put his arms out and kind of hushed everybody in the booth and was like, don't say anything. He said, touchdown New Orleans, not touchdown New Orleans Saints. He was intentional, touchdown New Orleans. And then he hushed everybody in the booth and he basically let the city be heard. And I think there might be a similar situation to where maybe it's not the announcers allowing the city to be heard, but the city saying, we're going to be heard right now at this moment and we're not losing this opportunity. So I'm looking forward to that very, very much. I got really deep into that. I hope I hope that's okay. <laughs> I got really deep into that, but I'm very excited about that. That is a big time moment that I'm looking forward to. So those are the top three moments that I'm looking forward to at this time going into the 2021 season. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Kawan Baker, seventh round draft pick out of South Alabama. We'll talk more about his history coming into the New Orleans Saints, what Jeff Ireland had to say about him and his conversation with Jeff Duncan, what Deontay Harris had to say about him, and why I believe that he has a real opportunity to make the 53-man roster going into the 2021 season. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode, Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is sponsored by Bill Paul. You know, I had to bring it back from who that confessional. I had to bring it over to Locked on Saints too. Deuce is going to be so happy, but we are. Built Bar is fantastic, and y'all already know all about it, but I'm going to tell you about it again because it's just amazing, and I want more Built Bars, and they continue to provide more. Remember, limited edition flavors always hit in the website over at BuiltBar.com, and of course, nine static you know flavors that they always have that are over there too that you can always rely on, coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, all of these also covered in 100% chocolate as well, but not overloaded with sugar, not something that's going to cost you to crash later on in the day. It is a protein bar that it tastes like a candy bar, but works like the protein bar it is. And it's covered in 100% chocolate, but only four or five grams of sugar. Meanwhile, 17 or 18 grams of protein, depending upon the bar that you get high in protein, high in fiber, but low in calories, carbs, as well as sugar. So go and check them out over at BuiltBar.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON, excuse me, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off over at BuiltBar.com. That's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's get it. Who that Nation? Wrapping up today's episode with a quick look at Kawan Baker. Kawan Baker has a good shot to make the 53-man roster in 2021. I'm planting my flag right now. Not only can it happen, I think it will happen. I'm going to give you actually the five receivers that I think that make the 2021 roster at the end of this. But let's talk a little bit more about Kawan Baker first. Uh, I, I, I got the great opportunity to ask Deontay Harris about Kawan Baker. I uh, also talked to him a little bit about Marquez Calloway and his media availability yesterday. The days are all running together. Uh, but Deontay Harris spoke very highly of him, mentioned that he is somebody that uh, is, <laughs> he mentioned that he was strong, but he also mentioned that he's somebody that's prepared and that's ready basically to, to learn, right? And that he's hungry. 
And so those are things that you love to hear about young guys that are coming in. And Deontay Harris is somebody that has experience with this, right? Deontay Harris didn't come in as a, seven, as a seventh round draft pick, but he did come in as an undrafted free agent and was a first uh, first team all pro his first year. So he's a guy that, you know, gets reached out to by receivers and, and young players all the time. He talked about his DMs constantly filling up with people asking him for advice and what to do and all these other things. And so he's become kind of a mentor and a, let's say a standard, right? A gold standard amongst the undrafted free agent. And I would even say late round draft pick uh, community of like, hey, here's what you can do. And here's the impact you can make immediately. And Kwan Baker is somebody that certainly packs the talent to have an immediate impact despite the school that he went to, which obviously weighs very heavily into his exposure. So uh, Jeff Ireland had that great conversation with Jeff Duncan that we continue to go back to over at The Athletics where they kind of broke down, not not kind of, but very much in detail, broke down the draft class. And when Jeff Ireland was asked about Kwan Baker, one of the first things that he mentioned was height, weight, speed, right? Height, weight, speed. He's a great combination of what it is that they look for in a receiver in New Orleans, uh, impressed by his workouts, impressed by his spring tape, and impressed by his pro day. 6-1-2-10, prototypical wide receiver size for the Saints. Uh, and well, that's what he's listed as on the Saints roster, at least. So I'll give them that. Uh, four, four, five speed in the 40, 39 and a half inch vertical. So a 40 inch vertical, effectively versatile and multiple as well. Keywords for the New Orleans Saints in terms of what they like all across their team. Remember, he had 14 receiving touchdowns, 11 rushing touchdowns in his career. So he has the, uh, the uh, opportunity really to impact the game in a lot of different ways and in a lot of different areas. Let me read my favorite quote from Jeff Ireland's conversation with Jeff Duncan about Kawan Baker. He said, it just felt like there are some uh, real good development skill set there to work with. Uh, feel like he could get in the game year one as a backup receiver and the upside become uh, some guy that contributes down the road. So you're talking about somebody that can see the field week, not I don't want to say week one, but can see the field year one uh, as far as Jeff Ireland is concerned. And we know that the Saints have a very clear vision for you know, draft picks when they bring them in, they have a very clear understanding of what it is that they're hoping to get with these players and how to put them in the situation that is going to most benefit them and put them in the position to succeed. And they have a very clear vision for what that is. And I think Kawan Baker fits directly into that, particularly with that versatility and the ability to be multiple over on the offensive side and impact and affect the game from a bunch of different areas. He's only the second player in school history at South Alabama to be drafted, by the way. The, the first was uh, Gerald Everett, the tight end who, you know, eventually ended up with the Rams and everything. Uh, it, it, this is huge for Kwan Baker. This is an amazing opportunity. And I think that gives you additional drive on top of the scheme fit, the height, weight, speed stuff that really works for them. Um, his ability to play in the slot, he spent over 76% of his snaps in the slot at South Alabama. So he also has the versatility, not just in terms of being able to score in the run game and score in the passing game, but you can line him up in a couple of different areas all over the offense, and they're going to work him out over on the outside as well and get a good look at that. So, you know, whether or not that's an adjustment for him, we'll have to see. But I do think that all of this maximizes his ability to be able to make the roster in 2021. And again, he's the first draft pick for the New Orleans Saints at wide receiver since Traquan Smith in 2018. So clearly they believe he can be impactful. So here are the five receivers that I think make the roster for the New Orleans Saints. Assuming they only keep five, they might keep six. It could happen. I'll tell you who the sixth is too, actually, just in case. So if they keep five, I think that it's Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris. Those are locks for me. 
and Marquez Calloway is pretty much a lock for me as well. So it's those four and Kawan Baker. Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, Marquez Calloway, Traquan, uh, excuse me, Kawan Baker. If they keep a six wide receiver, I think it's Lil Jordan Humphrey. Although Jalen McCleskey, if he puts on a little bit of weight, uh, could be a really interesting option for the Saints. And if he proves as a special teamer. So let's keep Jalen McCleskey in mind and let's not forget about him. Uh, the Saints also have Aesop Winston. They have Jake Lantman. And of course, they have Lil Jordan Humphrey. Uh, I can see Lil Jordan Humphrey making this roster just considering the amount of time that he spent with the team if the team keeps six. So that's where I am in terms of my projection for the Saints wide receiver room. But I think Kawan Baker has a very, very good shot of making the roster in 2021. We'll see how training camp unfolds at that position. All right, family. Remember, tomorrow is Friday. So for Five Star Fridays, if you want a shout out, make sure you drop a five-star review over at the uh, Locked On Saints iTunes or Apple Podcast page. You can also leave comments below. Let us know how the show is doing, if there's anything that you want to hear about as well as the offseason continues to roll along. We also have In Case You Missed It tomorrow as well. So we'll continue to keep you up to date with all of the big storylines across the NFL. And I'll share some media availability clips with you uh, also as we roll through. And of course, Facebook Friday. So I'm going to grab a couple of topics, not necessarily questions, but topics to make sure that I hit on during the In Case You Missed It portion of the show. So I appreciate y'all as always for liking, for subscribing, for listening, sharing, rating, reviewing, everything that you do to help out this show. It all means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your help. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them and trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.